listening to the Ed Reach Network. This is an Ed Gamer special for Ed Gamer episode 65 on Ed Reach, Gen Con interview about D&D Next. This is Ed Gamer for Saturday, August 18th, 2012. Ed Gamer's part of the EdReach Network, edreach.us, giving education a voice. A big voice. That'd be Jerry. But he's not here. This show is dedicated to education gaming on any platform. We'll give you the education angle on any type of games, ranging from tabletops to MMOs. We'll discuss how these games impact student learning and how they can be used effectively within the classroom. I'm Zach. And I'm your host, and I'm a 6th grade social studies language arts teacher from Normal, Illinois. As you can tell, Jerry's not with me, but we have something very special for you today. So this week, Jerry and I went to Gen Con. Gen Con Indie is the original, longest-running, best-attended gaming convention in the world. For over 44 years, Gen Con Indie has been setting the trend and breaking records. Last year, more than 120,000 turnstile and 36,000 unique attendees experienced Gen Con Indie. Gen Con is the best four days of gaming. Its focus is on board games, role-playing games, miniatures, simulations, and card games. But there is so much more. Jerry and I attended the Trade Day show, which is for educators, librarians, and game store owners. We presented on this day. Our presentation is titled, The Connection Between Buffalo Gaming and Standardized Testing. It is based on an article I wrote and is posted on EdReach. We were well attended and had a wonderful audience with great questions and feedback. The following is audio from an interview I had with Shelly Mazanoble. Shelly, I hope I pronounced that correctly, who is an associate brand marketing manager with Wizards of the Coast. Wizards of the Coast own the brands Dungeons and & Dragons and Magic the Gathering. This interview is about the continuing work on D&D Next, which is the latest rule set and is still in the creation stage. Wizards is hoping for a full release within two years, but has said it will take longer if needed. They want to get this done right. We also discuss how D&D is a powerful tool for schools. Enjoy. I've always wanted to do Dungeons and Dragons. Awesome. And so we have, you know, parents my age starting to have kids in junior high. Exactly. And we're like, we want to bring this in. So I got to play last night D&D Next at the yeah. trade show. Okay. Loved it. And it's been, I bet it's been 10, 15 years. I played online, D&D okay. online. Yep. But I never played, it, it's been about 10 or 15 years since I've played Sit Down. So what paper. edition were you playing uh, in the past? Yeah. Oh my god. It's probably advanced. Just, okay. just the advanced oh, D&D. So right. it's, like I said, it's been Did a while. Did it feel familiar to you? Yeah, it was, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, it felt familiar. And so we're kind of t- taking a little different angle. I definitely want you to talk about what D&D Next is about. And then maybe kind of channel that into maybe some of the things that people can learn from the game. I guess the social aspects yes. and the education part. Well, so I don't know I'm, if you have an act. I, I love this topic. We have spent a lot of time going to shows like ALA and mm-hmm. um, is that a the IR, uh, yeah American Library Association? Oh, very cool. Because bring it into yeah, the library. Yeah, and cool. because for a while we were publishing children's books. Yeah. So, learn talking to teachers and librarians a lot. Many of them came to us already with. So my kids want to start a D and D club, and I don't know what, yeah. what this is. I'm like, really? Like these kids still want to play D and D? Right. Which is awesome, and, and a lot of them because, like you said, they have parents that are playing D and D, or they just discover it yeah. on their own. Yes. And even in a, an era where it's just video games and they all have iPhones and they're right. all, they still want to sit down at a table. Right. They want to take a pencil. They want to create a character, mm-hmm. and they want to use their imagination. 
and they want to talk to each other. Do you think some of the online, because I know there's like RuneScape, and there's other games out there that mimic what D&D yeah. does. Um, do you think that kind of has helped out a, maybe to get to the other? It's probably broadened the awareness yeah. of games right. like this. Because nothing's it, like this. Right. Sitting at a table and, and playing the game. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you see the stuff online, and there's like, maybe there's something else that we can do and, yeah. and sit around the table and, and like, do this. And of course, there's many expressions of D&D. Like, you can read a comic book. Right. You can experience d right. Now you can play board games that yeah. are d Yes. You can play Dungeons & Dragons online. Mm -hmm. Which I've enjoyed. Which, yes. But it's gotten really me away many, from... Many people have. Yeah, but it's, got, it's but simplified like, yeah. things to where I don't... It does it for me. The computer does it for me. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Do I roll an eight-sided die? Do I, you know, roll 20? And getting the brain thinking yeah. again rather than... It's the microwave version. That's I, I want to I yeah. create this uh, this dish, and I want to put all the ingredients together and, and, and put it... That, yeah, Very that's convenient. Good, yeah. Very convenient. Yes. But you're right. There's nothing... It's not like sitting next to somebody mm -hmm. or across from somebody and actually interacting. Mm -hmm. And I also think that I'm not I'm not a parent, but I'm I'm guessing if I had a choice between my kids sitting in front of a video game yes. or sitting at a table with other kids their age, talking and laughing and playing and creating, I would I would pick the latter. Yeah. So it's it is it's nice and refreshing to see that people still want that experience. And of course, D and D offers so many valuable lessons. I mean, they're, they're doing math, they're reading. We have found, just talking to, to librarians and teachers, that once a kid discovers D&D, &D, they might latch on to something like dragons. Easy. And then they're going to the library and saying, what books do you have about dragons? Dragonology. Yeah. yeah. And then they just discover this whole new passion, and, and then they're, they're reading. Now, yes. Which is, which, yes. you know, boys tend to drop off the reading. But you're seeing more girls. And you're seeing a lot more girls yes. too, because fantasy is becoming a lot, a lot more broad. It's not. I mean, there's Twilight, but things like sparkly. There's sparkly yeah, vampires no. now, but it, but it has actually brought more right. women into fantasy mm -hmm. as a genre, which before it was kind of like, oh, it's just for icky boys. Yeah, Harry no. Potter. Does Harry same. Potter. I think Harry Potter's helped. Yep. I think I teach Lord of the Rings to sixth graders. Oh. Uh, so, I but I get I a lot. I, I have a lot of fun. Um, but my excitement goes off on them, which is that's the fun part. Yeah. But I got a lot. I have a lot of girls that come in and want to read Tolkien, and it might be part of the movie because Orlando Bloom or well, somebody yeah. else in there. Whatever, but that's fine. Whatever. whatever it is to get them in, and then they read it, and then they figure out the storylines. So it's it's kind of the introduction for D and D, and then the storylines beyond that, which take you even further. Yes. It's what I'm starting to get into now. Instead of covering history. I'm uncovering, and so the kids are uncovering, and they're finding their own paths. D&D can do that. Yes. You uncover those paths to go to different areas and learn about uh, learn about different fantasy worlds and relationships and you can people. can actually live it and experience Right. It. Talk about a multicultural yeah. society. Sometimes they get along, sometimes they don't. Oh, yeah, yeah. sure. So, That's all important lessons. Yes, though. but this is what I think is exciting now because the D&D Next and the, you know, the Underdark, uh, having that come out, I think there is a bigger interest into D and D, uh, and you guys are doing your uh, the keynote speech tonight. Are you guys uh, going I'm, I'm going. I don't know if Jerry is able. To, well, I have a. Pre I only got one press ticket, so I don't know if somebody else has another one. We can get them in, but it's. Uh, I think that's exciting. 
Yes. But I think all this press buildup and the game, and every, I'm seeing the lines wrap around just to get into to play the games. And there's all these little kids in line. Like yes. I know my kids are probably going to be mad that I'm not, <laughs> I didn't bring them, but uh, it's, Daddy's yeah, working. it's, Daddy's working, yeah, and then playing. <laughs> Daddy has the coolest job ever, but Yeah, so I think this excitement is helping get D&D back into the realm of, I guess, everyday people. Yeah, I mean, you think about something, D&D's been around for 38 years. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a long time. Yeah, yeah, that's a long time that. for a game to, to be mm-hmm. that steeped in culture so very much I so. mean like Gen Con wouldn't be right no. oh because this was the base this was the foundation yeah um, and I think it's good that there's other companies I think it's good because the competition it makes things better absolutely um, it just broadens the right. whole category in general right. and it's great to see other companies being successful mm-hmm. definitely because that, that it brings more people in yeah and it just it just speaks to the health of the, the right. category overall so, so what's so what's that. the new stuff that is What's all the excitement? We so, were talking about D&D next, Underdark. What yes. is all that about? So, speaking of stories mm-hmm. and, like, getting people involved in D&D through story is, is what we're doing with the Rise of the Underdark campaign because there is a really interesting story behind all of it. And you, you have... It's up to you how into the story you want to go, mm-hmm. um, how you choose to, to acquire that, that story. It's totally up to you. But it basically, it starts off with Lolf, our wonderful demon queen of spiders. Yay. Yay. I have and arachnophobia. Oh, well, it's kinda, you're yeah. not going to love this No, whole, no, this I know. Season. I know. There, there's it's, people in the office, too, that are like, oh, yeah, when are big, you going to be done with this? Not a big spider. Not a big spider person, but... Not a big lady spider person? No, I mean, just spiders in general. Yeah. Even small. I think bigger ones are not that bad, actually. Really? It's the small ones. Because you can't see them. Yeah. <laughs> you can't see you them. Can't, you don't know where they're Yeah, I can't see them. So... But, okay, so anyway, the storyline. Designs on the uh, vacant seat of Goddess of Magic that okay. is, uh, left when Mistra died. Okay. So of course, Lolf goes and gets her minions to do her bidding, and their their job is to acquire all these magical artifacts in order to help her acquire the power that she needs to take this over. And okay. if she succeeds with her plan, it'll bring upon everlasting darkness to the yes. surface. Yes. So D and D Encounters, which is a, our in-store play program, mm-hmm. every Wednesday people go to the store for an hour or two. They can just drop in anytime and play part of, the, of a camp, an online right. campaign. It started off with that—that's really the main way for people to get the story. And not only it's like, kind of like what you were saying, you're not just hearing the story; you're right. actually playing the story. No, is there? In, there are books I'm guessing that tell parts of the story, or oh, how does yeah. that work? I mean, well, we have there's novels. Okay. That will tell part of the story. There is source books like Menzel Branson that tells a huge part of the story. So who, now, did I, and tell me if I'm wrong, because I think it might be Forgotten Realms, like Salvatore, uh-huh. Ari Salvatore, does he write some of these? He does. Yeah, he okay. actually, his um, the third book in the Neverwinter Saga, Karen's Claw. I love Neverwinter Nights. Baldur's Gate. You know they're releasing. Now, is that part of you? Is that part of that's you guys? Part, um, we're not releasing our. We have a, a, a license. Okay. Yeah, but that's that's yeah. very exciting. You should have heard the people in the office when oh, we found out that was yeah. happening. It was like a collective. Yeah. yeah. So that storyline is part of, the, I guess, the Forgotten Realms. Okay. So, but the but yeah, you mentioned Ari Salvatore. Yes. So very his, good writer. His novel is, is a huge part of this drought storyline. Very cool. Comic books are a part of it. Dungeons and Dragons Online is a part of it. You know, they yeah. mainly focused on Everon. Mm-hmm. And now through this drow storyline, they convention into Forgotten Realms. Very cool. So, very cool. For the first time ever, that's really neat. We have board games like Dungeon Command. So it's really any way that you want to take part of the story, 
just have time to read a novel right. before if you want to play D&D Encounters and really act out the story. Right. The next season of D&D Encounters starts next week. It's called Council of Spiders. And this is, I think it's going to be the most exciting season we've ever had of D&D Encounters because for the first time ever, we're allowing people and encouraging people to play as a drow, mm. which is a little bit counter to what yes, you might it think is. of yeah. like a D&D mm-hmm. game. It's not necessarily collaborative and all team rah, rah, rah. Yeah. You're kind of all just backstabbing and being devious and having your own hidden agendas. I think it's going to be really fun for players, but also for dungeon masters to run campaigns like that. I think you'll be surprised because I remember when I was playing D&D online, when they, start, when they added the drow yeah. character... And of course, everybody, because it was new. Yeah. You know, everybody kind of went to I it. I want to play the bad guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Every yeah. once in a while, you you know, that's that's not a bad thing. No. That's not a bad no. thing. So, D and D next. So we have this. Okay. So we have the storyline. Yeah. Now we have, oh, we have a whole new rule set. So I mean, it's not whole all new, but well, it's it's different. On it, yeah. Yes. And so, can you explain that? Because I got a little taste of that last night. Yeah. And I was the, the table I was with. Um, we had actually had to be cut off because we, of course, we could have kept on going on and oh, on yeah. and on. That's so a good sign. that is a good sign. So I think everybody was very pleased, uh, especially after the last iteration. I think there were some people that were not very. There was a lot of backlash, to say the least. But now I think you guys have listened and you're like, okay, hey, yes, let's let's put this together and do it right. So can you kind of give your uh, take on how this D and D next is set up? So, well, R&D is obviously make, you know, doing the, the bulk of, of the actual iterations of the, of the right. rules and going through all the feedback and all, but I think it, what's really exciting about it is that it is being, like, we are involving the fan, the community mm-hmm. in actually creating this game. We do want to hear from people. Obviously, our fans have opinions. Oh, yeah, yes, and they, they're usually very vocal. They are, which is great. <laughs> yeah. And, um, I think that people will see now because we have the, the second iteration of the playtest rules that, that mm-hmm. just released. Yeah. They can see where where we began in, in May and where we're at now, and they will now see that, that their feedback has impacted yeah. where we're at right now. And we're far, it's far from over. It's absolutely oh. far from over. So well, it's always been constantly changing. Yeah. It's always like, constantly we're, changing. We're nowhere near even thinking about when this product could, right. could release. So there's there's still time to get in on the right. play test. There's still time to, to have your, your voice heard. We've been saying to people, well, really, your feedback is important. Mm-hmm. Your feedback will help shape this game. And that you can say that all you want. People actually need to see it happening. And, and I, I think they're seeing it I think we saw, I saw that last night. Yeah. Especially yeah. from people that have been playing consistently over the years. Um, it seems that there, it seems the D&D next, it seems like there's a core rule set that gets people you know, maybe like an entry level. And it seems to expand out for those that want to expand out. Yeah. Is, is that a good analogy? That, that, that's a, that's a, one, one of the goals for, for Dean. Because you got some that want to take it to the nth degree. Yep. And you have some that, you know, especially if I wanted to teach this to my kids, yeah. we need to start out with basics. And last night it was one of those things that, man, if to run this, um, you need to have somebody really knowledgeable, a DM really knowledgeable what's going on to help guide you. And one of the ways that game shop owners have talked about, they want to get into the libraries. They want to have it in the schools and to see the benefits of how this can be used. And I think that's that's a key because if you have somebody like me who hasn't played in a long time and I'm just sitting there flipping through books, the kids are going to get bored. They're going to get bored easily. 
But if I had somebody come in from a local game shop, come in and, and sit down, maybe help me, but also run through some yeah, play, yeah. you know, some games with the kids, when they understand the rules, I think that makes it easier. The DM makes makes it, makes it or makes breaks sense. it, yeah. makes it or breaks yep. it. Um, and that, and I think everybody somewhere down the road needs to be a DM. Yes. Just talk about ultimate learning. You're playing, but now you're kind of like the teacher, and then you're creating. Yeah, and you, yeah, you can, you have all these these creative liberties in front of you. You have to make decisions quickly, yeah. manage people. Right. It is. It's it's very good training. For, for um, anything else you want to add? So we're D and is an exciting time right yes, now. Yes, it is. Yeah, so with like the whole Rise of the Underdark campaign with D and D next. I'm excited for you to go to the keynote. I hope yes. you can go to the keynote. <laughs> we'll get you there, Jer. <laughs> um, and, and very curious to hear what you think about Great. what you're going to hear tonight. Well, thank you very much for having thank us. Thank you. It was a pleasure. Nice to meet you. Too. A big thank you goes out to EdReach for allowing Jerry and me to attend Gen Con. Another thank you to Shelley Mazanoble and Wizards of the Coast for the interview, the playtest on D&D Next, and for allowing me to attend the keynote speech on Thursday night. It was a blast. I'm glad I got to see my friend Josh Hall, developer of the MMO Repopulation. We were able to play the treacherous game Spartacus. Had a great time doing that. I also got to see my friend Scott Meach. And Scott, we'll have to plan better next year so we can enjoy some more games together. A thank you to my friends Jerry, Justin, and Mark. Gaming with random people is nice, but gaming with friends is the best. I had a blast. And lastly, thank you to my family for allowing me to attend Gen Con. Next week, Jerry and I will discuss some of the games that we played at Gen Con. There was so much, and Jerry, being a first-time Gen Con visitor, has a lot on his mind. I think he wants to share it. So, thank you for listening to this week's Ed Gamer Podcast. Please follow us on edreach.us, and also follow all the great podcasts and blog posts on the EdReach Network. Have a great week.